Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. With Brooke Grimsley and Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker, and it's time to talk some hockey with our friend, the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, good morning. How are you? I'm awesome today. How are you today? Everything's good. I really enjoyed the other night the fact that uh, that Steven Stamkos and Austin Matthews, two of the biggest stars in the game, went at it, and it was classic. It was Braden Shen Taipaki sticking up for a teammate, and then O'Reilly gets into it with Kucherov. That was what it, no, it wasn't Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was just getting into it and protecting teammates. I loved the hockey that we saw the other night between Tampa and Toronto. Yeah, and we saw. I mean, we saw even fireworks yesterday with with Allmark going after Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in the Boston game, and Randy, I, I really think in watching the first round of these playoffs here that you, these teams and the parity that exists now in the National Hockey League, I, I still think Boston is the cream of the crop this year. They they've earned that moniker until it's uh, it's taken away. And having said that, I mean for them to do what they're doing, and there hasn't been Bergeron or Krejci, like that should scare the hell out of some people, but. You know, the, the reality of it is, to me, sometimes the difference in these teams is just the emotion. It's who's bringing it a little bit more. And you watch L.A. last night jump out to a lead. Uh, I looked at Grayson. We were watching a game a little bit, and and, and I said, uh, Edmonton's coming back in this one. This is way too early. You know, and, and that's the game. And it, it is about emotion and execution. And um, and, and you, you have to have that. I mean, it's, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, and you, I, I say this all the time, like, we need more villains in sports, don't we? I mean, we just need <laughs> we need villains. I, I don't know why people get grumpy about Jordan Bennington. I think we need more villains in sports if other teams don't like your guy and stuff. So I'm all for that kind of stuff. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts on it was just great to see Ryan O'Reilly have such a good game on Saturday night. He gets Gordie Howe hat trick with a goal assist and a fight for him. What can you say about his play? And it seems like that was just a good move for him and to be able to play for the Maple Leafs. You hate to see him go and leave the Blues, everything he's done. But it's nice to actually cheer him on and see him to be successful with the Maple Leafs, right? I was actually a little surprised, to be honest with you, after their first after the game one loss as decidedly as it was to Tampa Bay. I was surprised, you know, when I was searching the media and the postgame stuff that, you know, that we didn't hear more from him. Because to me, that's that's one of the big assets that Toronto has when it comes to this year. They've had guys that have gone into the first round. I mean, it it's crazy when you think it's been, what, 17 years since Toronto's won a first-round playoff series, right? So, uh, like – to me, after that, like I, it's the leadership of Ryan O'Reilly that I think is going to lead him. And he doesn't have to have the C. He doesn't have the C on him. But it's just that calm, that, that, that the, the battle and what he brings. And he makes other guys around him better. So I, I think it's been good for him. And, you know, who knows how this whole thing's going to shake out at the end of the year. There could be a long way to go. Who knows if Toronto gets past Tampa or Tampa, you know, ends up winning this series and, there's even bigger shakeups coming in Toronto. We'll have to wait and see. But so far, and, and you know, the unfortunately, the unfortunate thing, Brooke, is he suffered that hand injury. 
So, and he suffered it early on after the trade that I'm not sure he really got to get as acclimated to his teammates as he would have liked. And as I think Toronto would have seen him do had he not missed, you know, 12, 13 games because of a hand injury. So, uh, he, he look, they, they traded for a Conn Smythe winner. They didn't just trade for a Stanley Cup champion. They traded for a Conn Smythe winner. And Conn Smythe winners do exactly what he did the other night. Well, and I know that you said you don't know how things are going to shake out, but I want you to tell me, do you think the Maple Leafs will make it past this first round? Finally, for them, it feels like it's been so long. And if they don't make it past this first round, how many chips are going to fall and what all is going to change in Toronto? Uh, I don't know if they're going to make it past the first round. I, I think anybody betting against the Tampa Bay Lightning would be foolish. I mean, there's they until you knock them off, right? Um, but but I do know that if they don't get out of the first round, I've got to think major heads roll in Toronto. Uh, I, I've got to think that Kyle Dubas is out. Who knows? Maybe Brendan Shanahan. Um, you know, if, if if that's the case, I don't know just how how tight those structures are. But I got to think without a doubt. Kyle Dubas went all in knowing that I think his job was on the line whether or not they made it out of the first round. So with them having a 2-1 lead, that's a that's a good start for them. And it was, a you know, and these games have been pretty and, and fairly lopsided for the most part, uh, you know, in, in, in games one and three. So we'll see how that shakes out. But the pressure that that market, that those players, that that organization feels right now, I mean, look, you go through you go through and you look at these teams that that have picked in the top how many times in the top ten over the years, man oh man like like you, you've got to start having some success and for them not to get out of the first round. Here, my biggest question for them would be: Do they have the goaltending to do it? Because Vasilevsky could steal that series for for Tampa. So Curbs. we'll see. But if if it doesn't go, heads are going to roll in Toronto. Curves NHL playoffs to me are are generally the most exciting of all the major sports because. Anything can happen. This year, however, it feels like the Boston Bruins are, you know, the fan favorite. You talked about parody. I, I think the Boston Bruins tend to disagree with that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on on that and how they've been playing? And, and are they for sure the for sure bet to win the uh, Stanley Cup this year? Well, I, they're, I think they're clearly the favorite. When you set a new record for wins in the regular season in the NHL, I mean, a league that's been around for over 100 years, you, you've done something. And look, yeah, I get it. There are there's some little nuances, right? There, there's, there's no ties anymore. There's shootout wins. But there's still a lot of teams that have played since the shootout began that haven't gotten to 63, 65 wins. So that, um, they, are, they have been the, just, just the cream of the crop all season long. But it is the playoffs, and you've got to get some bounces. And a goaltender could come in and steal it. But Florida looks a bit overmatched. That's clear, as I mentioned. No, you know, Bergeron may be back for game five. But, you know, it looks like uh, – Krejci um, uh, will be out. It's just and, and they continue just to have the depth and, and go with it. But you've got to get through the rounds. Now, I do think this year, once again, and I'm watching these Western Conference games, you get to the playoffs and there's just an extra level of nastiness in the West that you just don't seem to see in the East. I don't know if you guys are seeing it or not, but the heaviness, the grinded out the battle side, you know, I I don't know that I'm seeing that in in Rangers Devils. I, I don't think we're seeing it. You know, with Carolina and the Islanders, and you're seeing some physicality and some nastiness. But Boston seems to be handling Florida pretty well. In the West, my goodness, is it a totally different style? So, whoever ends up coming out of the West is going to be battle tested, and we'll see. And and, and you hope they're healthy enough. But um, Boston, carry you're right. They, they they are the the cream of the crop. And while the Tampa Bay Lightning are, you know. 
the team that's made it to three straight Stanley Cup finals. You've got the Colorado Avalanche that uh, seem to be picking up some steam. They're the defending Stanley Cup champs. And Boston are the ones that are trying to get back to that pinnacle. And Curbs, it's interesting as we wrap up here. You mentioned last night that you thought Edmonton would come back, and lo and behold, they did. They were down 3 nothing early. But isn't it interesting that the teams that have the superstar forwards in Toronto, you've got Tavares and Marner and, and Matthews and Nylander, and obviously you've got the MVPs in Edmonton with Connor McDavid and, and Dreisaitl, and those teams are just trying to get over the hump. It really is hard to build a great team if you have a superstar or two that are making 10 or 11 or $12 million. And maybe, like Doug Armstrong said at his end-of-season press conference, maybe the way to go is to have the kind of balance that the Blues enjoyed in 2019. Well, look at this. Look at the success the Pittsburgh Penguins have had. And look at what Sidney Crosby is making. Mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby knows that if he becomes an 11 or $12 million player, they're not going to be able to afford Latang or some other defenseman, you know, that they need. And, and look, I know, I know Pittsburgh missed the playoffs this year, but it was a hell, it's been a hell of a successful run for those guys, right? 16 straight years to the playoffs. Go, go back and, and if you just, first off, you take those two teams that, that you said. They're so top-heavy with their forwards, right, that – both teams, uh, I don't know that I, I think the downfall for both of those teams could end up being their goaltending here in these playoffs. Their, their goaltending has not been very good. And then it's the overall commitment to the defensive game. The Boston Bruins know how to win a game 2-1 to one or 1-0. One to nothing. When the Blues won the Stanley Cup, they could win a game 2-1, to 3-2, to two, mm-hmm. right? That is not the M.O. of Edmonton. That is not the M.O. of, of Toronto right now. And... In the playoffs, you're going to have to grind some of those things out. But you're absolutely right when it, when it comes to that, Randy. You've got to have – in the cap era, you've got to have some level of balance. And Toronto, they're, they're trying to find a way to do it with four guys making 40% of their salary cap. That is not an easy thing to do. And in the end – and I said this, look, when, when it started to become very clear that the St. Louis Blues were going to be sellers at the deadline, I got real curious on one thing. I, I said, man – I felt the difference that Toronto needs to get out of the East is Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. You know, like does somebody yeah. make a call, make an offer for a goaltender that I fully believe in come playoff time. And, uh, and I'm glad none of them did, or I'm glad uh, either the team didn't entertain those, whatever it may be, because I want to hear. But the point is, is they, those teams don't have the goaltending yet. And, uh, and they're going to have to overcome it. But it also goes to one other quick thing here with uh, that, that Doug Armstrong said, if the, the teams that commit are, are are your skill players. When he was asked about Jordan Kyrie, he says, are, your, are those skill players willing to take five, ten points less a season to play better defensively in their own end? Are they willing to, to, to take fewer points? And Connor McDavid had a good quote the other day when somebody asked him about it, and he goes, I don't care about the points, you know, we, we got the win. And that's the attitude it takes. But it's amazing how it takes six, seven, eight, nine years in the league for these superstars to come around and realize that, isn't it? No doubt about it. Curbs, always great stuff. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have yourself a great week. Enjoy the playoffs, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have an awesome week of three. Thanks. See you later. That is the Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber.